Our gospel text for this morning comes from John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Let us stand in either body or spirit for the reading of the gospel. Then each of them went home while Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. All the people came to him and he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and making her stand before all of them, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now when the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman, now what do you say? They said this to test him so that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger in the ground. And when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to cast a stone. When they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on, do not sin again. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Thank you, Daniel, for reading our scripture. Please go with me to God in prayer. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you. Amen. There is something that we don't talk about in church. It's whispered but not openly discussed in any meaningful way. I think you know what I'm talking about. The thing that we don't talk about that we really need to talk about is Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. If you have seen the Disney Pixar movie Encanto, or if you have kids or kids at heart in your life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In this movie about a family with magical powers, Bruno is the black sheep. Bruno has the gift of seeing the future. This includes visions of bad things that will happen. Instead of recognizing, understanding, and honoring Bruno's gift, the family is upset by his visions. Bruno is kicked out of his family. His name is not even spoken. His youngest niece and nephew don't know anything about him, only that they don't talk about Bruno. Since They exiled Bruno and do not take the time 
to learn about his gift and celebrate him. The Madrigals miss out not only on a wonderful family member, they miss out on the gifts of his visions that could save their home and their magic. Our scripture today is about Jesus forgiving a woman caught in adultery. Like most women in the Bible, she is unnamed. I do not think it is loving or fair to refer to someone by one bad thing they have done. So I'm going to take some license with this story and give this woman a name. For this sermon, let's call her Grace. We do know that the religious authorities of the time were looking for a way to undermine Jesus. This homeless, wandering preacher from that backwater town, Nazareth, was a threat to the power of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the entire Roman Empire. He was healing people. He was telling folks living in poverty that they would be the first in God's kingdom. This Jesus was upsetting the entire social order. They had to take him down somehow. These powerful men decided to test Jesus. The ancient laws from the time of Moses dictated what to do with adulterous women. Both Leviticus 20 and Deuteronomy 22 cite stoning as the punishment for such an offense. For violating the covenant of marriage, she would be killed. The religious authorities find grace, and they drag her to Jesus. They circle this trembling woman gripping stones in their hands. Had Grace actually been caught in adultery? Or had she been a woman in public, minding her own business, when the religious authorities came by, looking for someone to punish? The story doesn't tell us. Either way, Grace is brought to Jesus with her life hanging in the balance. And this is where Jesus breaks every rule and social convention. Instead of stoning grace, Jesus says, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. The religious Authorities drop their stones. One by Jesus asked Grace if there's anyone left to condemn her. For the first time, Jesus is the only one in this story who recognizes Grace's autonomy 
and her ability to speak for herself. Grace says that there is no Jesus offers grace grace forgiving her. He says, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on do not sin. Grace from our scripture and Bruno from the movie Encanto have a lot in common. They are both defined by something they have done wrong. Bruno's family does not view Bruno as an important member whose gifts offer something valuable to their community. They see him as a disruptor, a force of negativity, trying to destroy their magic when all he is doing is pointing out how their magic is at risk. Our friend Grace is not seen as a complex, whole person created in God's image. Like Bruno is defined by one wrongdoing, Grace is also defined by her sin. We literally don't know anything else about her, not even her name. Jesus never said, hate the sin, love the sinner. When we use this platitude, we reduce people to their sins. Instead of seeing our fellow humans as complex, multifaceted people, we refine them by one thing, often the worst things they have ever done. I do not want to be known only by the bad decisions, hurtful deeds, and mistakes I have made. I'm guessing that you don't want to be either. I think that's why Jesus never said, love the sinner. I think Jesus, in his infinite wisdom, knew that if he commanded us to love the sinner, we would look at other people as sinners instead of as neighbors. Like Bruno and Grace, we would define others by their sin. When we reduce people to their sin, we only see what they have done wrong. We miss out on their wisdom, the beautiful contributions that they make to our communities, and in all the wonderful ways that God has called them to serve. Instead of telling us to love the sinners, Jesus told us to love our neighbors. Jesus doesn't want us to view one another as sinners condemned by God. Jesus wants us to see each other as neighbors, people living and serving side by side. Jesus tells us not to judge other people. He tells us not to hate them. When we live by the old adage, hate the sin, love the sinner, we are placing ourselves in a position of judgment. We are positioning ourselves above our neighbors rather than walking the journey of Christian life side by side.
When Jesus sinned, he didn't talk about their sin. He didn't get into the nitty-gritty of why and how they did what they did. He talked about God's forgiveness and the grace that God offers to everyone. Is there a Bruno in your life who you are seeing as a sinner rather than a neighbor? Is there someone you need to offer grace to instead of punishment? Are you holding stones in your hands? Is there someone you are viewing through a lens of judgment rather than a lens of love? Are you looking at yourself through a lens of judgment rather than a lens of love? Today, you can drop the stones. Through Jesus Christ's incarnation and resurrection, God's endless grace and forgiveness is available to us. By Christ's power, we are not defined by our sins. We are complex, whole people, more than the best and worst things that we have done. May we see each other as neighbors to love and not sinners to judge. Amen.